Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to AG University. Today, we are going to be talking about, essentially, if you are lost, please return to where to go. Listen if you are feeling lost, stuck, or confused. Because it has officially been enough time since I released the first episode to allow it to circulate, to really just percolate out in the universe. You guys, I have never in my life gotten the most beautiful, novel, stunning, just genuine messages of love and appreciation and hearing your beautiful story. I've never, I've been on the internet for five plus years. I don't know, maybe six. I don't even know. A long time. And I've never experienced messages like I have since I released that first podcast. So I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. I love all of you guys being like, I made my husband listen to this. Thanks for making your husband listen to it. Um, It charted. What the heck? When I tell you I had really no goal for this podcast versus it was just something I really wanted to do. Honestly, even just for me, I have so much information that is just like flowing out of my eyeballs. And I feel like sometimes certain people on Instagram maybe are just there for fashion and I just have so much more I want to share. So I just have been needing this outlet for a long time. And like I said, I'm hoping to connect with people in this industry, in this community, like-minded people who do similar things as me. I haven't met those people and I'm looking for those people and I want to create a community of you guys as well at AG University, this little school. We're our own sorority class, whatever you want to call us. I just wanted to find a way to connect everyone. So that's why this podcast was born. I didn't go into it with any goals. And you guys know I love a goal. I'm very goal-oriented. I didn't even know how to use a microphone. Zero, 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 zero background on any of this. I was like, I'm going to learn a new skill. It's I'm going to challenge myself and I'm going to do this. The first episode went number one in spirituality. I was floored. It went number six in religion and spirituality. I was like next to Sadie Robertson. I'm like, what? So that really was just such beautiful confirmation from the universe and from God that I'm moving in the right step. So I just want to say thank you to you guys for sharing and for being here and listening and sending all of your beautiful messages because I feel like I know exactly what to say today. I also, I read a lot of messages. I responded to a lot of messages. I probably got over a thousand DMs, emails. If I haven't responded to everyone, I'm so sorry. I did get one of my team members to jump on and screenshot a lot and compile them into a podcast folder because if you took the time to write a really long message, I wanted to make sure it was captured somewhere and I was able to understand your essence and what it is that you are here for and what you're looking for. And I feel the consensus, there was a couple, there's three different consensuses, but today I'm going to touch on one because I could talk for hours on on all of the above. But the main one that I'm going to focus on today is a lot of you guys wrote me saying, I've always felt there was more for me or more that my soul wanted, or maybe that I have a gift that I've never tuned into, or maybe I'm just, I'm living this life that seems like an, a great life. I don't have anything to complain about, but I don't feel this sense of fulfillment because I feel a little lost with where I am right now. And I I heard the word lost, or I, I would love to book a reading with you for clarity or for guidance or for direction or for peace. And so I have created this episode with the intention of saying, okay, there was a point in my life when I told you guys in episode one where I was so freaking lost. I did not like who I was. 
And it was just a very tumultuous time. Whereas today I sit here, I'm not lost. I actually feel for the first time ever, I know exactly where I'm going. I know what I want to do. I know who I am. And I told you guys, I want to take you to this side. By golly, I'm going to die trying. I'm going to get you guys over here because it's this side of clarity and understanding where I'm going is really, really been a practice of just honing my intuitive voice and listening to myself and my knowing. And everyone has that gift. You don't have to be maybe where I'm at with the clairvoyance and doing readings. We, we Especially women. Women are very intuitive. Men are too. They all, It comes in different waves, but we all have a gift. So I'm going to work with you guys on giving you a step-by-step tutorial from essentially how I went from being very lost to feeling really found. And that started with, so today I'm actually going to be giving you guys homework. Yep. Mm-hmm, sorry. You can't come to AG University and not have to I'll do a little bit of homework, but we're going to take this slow. Okay. We're going to go each week and I'm going to make it very simple and I'm going to give lots of examples. And we are reading your messages that are coming through. If you're emailing or DMing, I'm, I'm bringing on a couple other team members to really capture your needs because I want this podcast to serve you guys. So this is going to go in two waves. The first part is I'm going to explain how everybody has a gift. The second part is how we reconnect with that gift. If you feel very lost right now, I'm going to give you a glimpse into the roadmap of where you are destined to go. Okay, everybody buckle up, classes in session, take notes, listen back, save, send to a friend who's feeling lost, all of the above. I love you. I'm so happy you're here. So since this episode, since my first episode came out, I went to a wedding with my family. My mom is number seven of 10 children, big Catholic family. I have 40 cousins, wild time. Let me tell you what really wild people, fun, love my family. I have never talked about any of this stuff or shared this. And we're a colorful bunch, people across all areas, farmers. I have a couple cousins that own a strip club. Like we're just diverse. And, but I don't never really talked about my spiritual practice or energy worker, any of this. And my aunt comes up to me, who's the youngest of 10. And she says, Anna Grace, I've been following you on TikTok. I listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> what do you think? And she says, I know where you got your gift from. And I was like, really? And she's like, mm-hmm, yep. We were walking into the church. This is before the wedding started. This is my cousin's wedding. I was like, really? I'm, I'm intrigued. I've always felt my mom was very intuitive, but growing up in Catholic church, maybe she didn't tune in to her gifts as much. There was you know, maybe a little bit of that voice of shame that I feel a lot of you guys wrote into me saying, I've always felt really intuitive or that I know things, but I've been scared to act on it or address it or mention it. So many people were like, wow, you made me feel really normal. I'm like, yeah, I promise so many people will at some point in their life experience some type of unexplained event. (laughs) I really believe that. So you're in good company here. So my aunt proceeds to tell me that she says my grandmother who has passed and also my aunt who have also passed, she says that their whole life, both of them were very in tune and my aunt Kathy 
was always very, very, very prophetic, but she only felt comfortable telling my aunt Margaret. She never told my mom. She never told anyone else in the family, especially my grandfather, because she was scared, you know, to tell him, which I thought was really interesting. And my aunt Margaret said, you know, I've always felt I had this really insane connection to animals. It sounds crazy, but I can't explain it. This one time there was, I was walking into a pasture and there was all these horses around and there was a deer and the horses and the deer stopped what they were doing and like kind of bowed to her. And I was like, wow, that's really crazy, crazy story. But you know what? Not crazy because she works with animals as her career. So I was like, wow, you must have this really beautiful connection with animals. So she says, you know, my Aunt Kathy has this gift of prophecy and she saw all these things that she never felt comfortable telling anyone. And then my other aunt's like, I've always had this weird telepathic communication with animals and I've really understood them. She, y'all, she's like truly an animal whisperer. And so she's telling me all this and she's like, you know, your grandmother, she saw spirits and I, my family unfortunately tragically lost my uncle when he was 18 years old. He passed away in a motorcycle accident and it was, obviously very unexpected and terrible, terrible for my grandmother who lost a child. I can't even imagine what it would be like to lose a child, but my grandmother for a year could not get out of bed. She was just devastated. And my grandmother is truly a saint. Like she is an angel that's watching over me. I'm positive. Um, She's someone that I connect with often whenever I'm feeling scared or nervous or anything. I always call on her to watch over me and she is always there. So my grandmother told my my aunt Margaret and Kathy that she had seen her son. He came to her and presented to himself, presented himself to her in physical form and said, you know, mom, I'm in such a better place. I love you. You have to stop crying. You have to get back to living your life and, you know, being the best mom that you can be. I promise everything's okay. And, um, she, I guess she she went to therapy and told her therapist and her therapist said, you know, at this time, I guess that wasn't as common. Her therapist said she was having like a psychotic break. But you know what? She was magically in that instant healed. <laughs> she wasn't in this the depths of depression. She said that she had peace and she could kind of move on. You know, there's sometimes just like a beautiful closure knowing, okay, you're okay. And, you know, I love you, mom. And you were a great mom. And I've gone on to the other side. So that was like a really crazy story I experienced from my cousin's wedding. But my Aunt Margaret proceeds to say, you know, we've all had these gifts. I believe my mom is my mom is brilliant. She was very successful in business. I've always believed she was very intuitive. I don't think she really even knows it or ever explored it. Maybe we even shut it off a little bit. But I've always known it came from my mom's side of the family. And um, my whole family had these gifts. And they said, we never wanted to tell anyone because people think you're weird or they think, you know, I don't know, whatever. They think differently of you. And that made me so sad because I feel that a lot of times when we're feeling lost or uncertain or confused, tuning into our intuition or the energy of this, the world around us is usually the roadmap to our best self, right? So shutting off that intuitive side sometimes really gets us feeling stuck and lost. And so I always want to encourage people. And I told my Aunt Margaret, I'm like, Margaret, it's never too late. You know, you can you can step into your power and and practice your intuition and, you know, hone into it. And and I just she said, Anna Grace, I'm excited for AG University. And 
she said, she said, you're, you're brave. You're not scared. Like we are, you're brave. I was like, wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad that, you know, my aunts who are now in their fifties and sixties are all, all excited for AG university. It's never too late for anyone to hone their magic. And I guess I feel brave sometimes, not all the time, but I'm practicing. I'm getting more brave <laughs> because I want to tell you guys that this is the point of the story is that I truly, to my core, and this is the fun part. This is the magical part. Everyone has a gift. Every single person on this planet has a gift and a purpose and a special path. It just takes asking yourself a couple questions. We're going to try a couple practices together. And these are truly just you doing some introspection, some self-reflection and looking in areas maybe no one's ever told you to look. So this episode, I, oh, I also want to tell you a little bit too about the gifts. So I have this experience at the wedding. Didn't tell anyone. Haven't even told Austin. I I keep a journal with notes that I want to tell you guys as little pings. I say pings a lot. I want to tell you guys what that means. Pings means like a light bulb, like a little aha, like a little random thought bubble that pops into my mind unprovoked. I write them down in my journal. So I use the word pings a lot. So I want you guys to know that one. I always like to think it's my angels communicating a message that you guys need to hear (laughs) that as well, but just a little idea. So I have this idea that I want to tell everyone they have a gift and how we're going to find it. And Austin's mom, who is very, very faith-based and just the most spirit-filled person, she's got a beautiful intuition. We have such a lovely friendship and she really holds space for me in this area, whereas she comes from a structured religious background, but we both love and adore each other. And she's really been open and she's curious and she, she likes asking me questions and, you know, she's, she holds space for me and she doesn't judge me. And I really appreciate that because that was definitely a little bit of my fear coming from more of a religious background. If people would judge me with who I am today. And I think that's the most beautiful representation of a spirit-filled person or someone who has really strong faith. They can hold space and not be judgmental and love me for me. And she sent me this Bible verse, which I want to read to you guys, and I'm still learning a little bit more about the Bible. So give me grace, hold space. But I just thought this was such a good way to bridge a lot of you guys who came maybe from more structured religious background, into understanding that I'm just talking about an all-encompassing experience of love, universe, God, Gaia, source, whatever, spirit. I like using spirit, whatever word. I just, for me, they're all the same. And I'm trying to let everybody know that you don't have to be any type of way to be here. You can just show up as you are. And so Austin's mom yesterday, as I'm writing the script, she sent me this Bible verse, and it's from, let's see, the New Testament, and it's Corinthians, let's see, 1 Corinthians 12, concerning spiritual gifts. So, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So, that's how I always explain to people, I feel like I'm just tapping into a higher power to God and my little angel team supports me along the way. It's all coming from God source, highest consciousness of love. So essentially, it 
there's a whole paragraph and maybe I'll post this somewhere too, but um, all of these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he discerns, saying, all of these are coming from God. All of them are coming from the same spirit, the highest source. And he distributes gifts to each and every one of us just as he determines perfect for you and your life plan. And I have always believed that. I've always, people are like, oh, Anna Grace, I'm I'm so, I had someone tell me, so jealous of your gift. I'm like, no, 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 you have a gift too. Like you just haven't tuned into it. And um, so I want to give you guys some examples of how these gifts can show up. So for example, my gift is that I can tune into people's highest self energy through the Akashic Records. And I also have the ability to see patterns. I can like really connect energetic patterns through a lot of activities that come from like emotional and how emotions are stored in the body. Like I just understand energetic connection. I understand how everything's connected. Maybe that's a better way of explaining it. Whereas people maybe struggle getting to the root of a problem. I can take you there. I can also, when tuning into your highest self, I can see your energetic gifts. So I see everyone's gifts. And so when I'm doing readings, I tune into those gifts. And I actually did a reading yesterday with a beautiful, sweet soul. She has the ability to really read the energy of earth elements and which comes through, she makes these beautiful recipes that are like healing remedies and tonics. And she's making these herbal remedies and she's really connected to nature. And, and it literally came through in her reading that she has the ability to almost communicate with plants. Not like they're literally like, hey, what, what's up? Not like that, but like really understanding how plants operate and how they pair well with other um, elements and how to create things. I don't have that gift, right? It's it's a lot of the times it shows up too when people say, oh my gosh, she has a green thumb. She's a beautiful garden. She's so, she knows exactly how to take care of her plants. And then there's people that are like, I kill every plant ever. It's, honestly, I've been a little bit struggling in the plant department. But those people, because plants are living, breathing organisms, they have the ability to read the energy of plants and nature. And it's really an energetic gift, but a lot of people just do it without even knowing they're doing it because they think everyone has that. No, no, no. It's a gift. And I see it often when I do readings with people. I'm like, no, this is a special thing that only you can do. Not everyone can do this. So really hone in on that. And some people, times people are like, she literally told me, she's like, I've never told anyone this. Sometimes I feel like plants are talking to me. Like I know when they need water or I know when they want to be moved or, you know, you just get a little ping. She's like, I felt like the plant was communicating with me, but I felt like I sounded crazy. I'm like, no, 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 the plant's alive. The plant's a part of this earth, this energetic grid, right? That we're all a part of that I mentioned in episode one. If you guys haven't listened to that episode and you're new here, I would definitely recommend listening to episode one in the grid. You'll understand. But everything is connected to this grid, right? So it's not crazy when you think about it. Same with animals. So that's, um, well, before I get to the animals, I wanted to say one more thing about plants and food. Another gift I've seen with people, there are some people who have the ability to read the energy of food and they really know that certain dishes pair well together and how to cook things and this goes with this and this is exactly what this needs to be this moisture. I'm not a great, I'm, an, I'm a decent cook, I'm a simplistic chef, <laughs> but people that are really connected with food and understanding food as medicine and food as fuel and how to heal people with food, that is another energetic gift. They have the ability to connect with earth elements such as food 
So this is a good one for a chef or someone who is in the food industry that's really successful, that really puts love into their craft. They're connecting with the energy of their instrument. That's their tool. That's when they're cooking and preparing, they're in flow state. They can feel God's love or information, the universe, whatever you want to say, and they might not even know it. So, and that brings me to another one. There's the gift of discernment, understanding people's agenda or people's motives. And a lot of those people, you know, they might go into law enforcement or be a judge or a producer or so they have this ability to understand people or read people. Um, same with animals. There is, um, who was it? Caesar Milan. He is, I mean, he's truly a dog whisperer. You guys, he can actually, I genuinely believe, read the energy of animals and know if they're distressed or anxious or what's causing it and how to get to the root. He's, he is basically telepathically communicating with animals. There is no barrier there for him with communicating with animals, whereas other people, there might be. Um, he basically can train them and understand them because he's breeding their energy. He might not know it. I don't know. He might be a spiritual man. Who knows? He might just be doing it naturally. Musicians. We have to talk about this. Musicians are so... Music is such a spiritual practice and people, I feel like, don't even know it. I'm actually going to tell you guys a celebrity that I have a sneaky suspicion is exactly like me and accesses the same energy as me, but I'll tell you this first. So music raises our frequency So say we're kind of at like a low vibe. Music raises our vibration, raises our frequency so that we it actually physically raises our vibration to where we can connect with a higher power, right? If we're at a low vibe, we start listening to music, it changes our mood, changes our state, we get a little more elevated, we feel happy. That's when we're connecting. We're kind of like going into flow state. Writing music is so spiritual. I mean, you're literally like connecting with your emotions and you're allowing this creative flow, this loving process. It can be healing. Playing an instrument, playing an instrument and speaking another language or another one where you're reading energetic patterns. That's why it comes really naturally to some people. They're reading energetic patterns. They might not even know it. However, I do believe a lot of musicians are very spiritual, but I do think some people just do it because it feels good. At the end of the day, you don't have to label it. You don't have to be spiritual or religious or whatever. You can just say, this feels good to me and I'm going to follow that. That's my internal compass is that it feels good and I enjoy it. I This is my, I always have felt that Adele has the ability to tap into the Akashic Records. Maybe she knows she's doing it. Maybe she doesn't. But there's just something about her. Every time I see her, I'm like, oh, she does like little sneaky things. She's always kind of wearing like um, celestial like earrings. I remember seeing her with these like big Saturn cosmic earrings. And just, her music to me just feels so, she's tapped in. I just, I don't have any sources or any proof. So you can't quote me on that. It's just my sneaky suspicion, but I do have the the ability to read some celebrities and it is quite interesting. But a lot of celebrities have energetic gifts that they work on in private. Maybe they're too scared to tell people. Maybe it's just their private practice. Who knows? But since they're tuned in, they're in their purpose, they're in alignment and they're they're on their path, right? So that saying that, it's like, yes, some things do come naturally to some people, but you have a gift too. So let's focus on what comes natural to you, right? Like... If you're feeling lost right now, I think this is my your greatest place to start is under recognizing I have gifts, I have a purpose, I have a path. And this is this is kind of you're gonna have two parts to your homework. Okay, just bear with me. Maybe I need to put this in the show notes. I need to create like a, a forum. <laughs> Do you guys remember that like forum you had in college, like told you all of your assignments? What if I made one of those? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know everyone has enough stuff to do. That would be hilarious though. Um 
but I do want to start some type of group like message or group event or something in the in the future that is coming I just know it but I want you to imagine this version of you that is absolutely and this could be your little girl if I have any men here a little boy the youngest, just purest version of you when you were like, I'm talking like seven or eight. I'm talking when you were unapologetically, you did not give a flying F what anyone thought. You didn't even know what it meant to be embarrassed. You did not know anything. You're just living your best life and you think you're a freaking rock star. That's the version. I want you to sit down, meditate. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to take a couple deep breaths. Sometimes I like to put my hand over my heart and my belly and just connect with my body, say some gratitude, say a little prayer, say whatever makes you feel safe and calm and peaceful. And I want you to just say, hey, sweet baby AG, sweet baby into your name, who was in her purest form of magic and love before anyone in society told her to be anything other than what she wants to be. I would love to invite her forward. So you're just going to invite her forward into your space and you're going to say, hey, what brought me joy at this age? What could I spend hours doing? What did I just love to do and I would lose track of time? Great. When did I find that flow state? For me, I love to paint. I love to bedazzle things. My parents made me a little masterpiece studio and I would make crafts. I want you to ask yourself, who did I idolize and why? Why why did I love them? What did I want to be when I grew up? What did I want to be when I grew up? And also, lastly, what were my hobbies? So I want you to just, I want you to get a journal. I think it's easiest to journal, but you can kind of sit and visualize her, like visualize her essence. What is she doing? I often remember myself when I was playing soccer and I would be like, making little dandelion bracelets, you know, those little like weeds on the soccer field (laughs) on the sidelines. That's the version of Anna Grace. I'm like, yep, that was her. She was just doing her own thing. Everybody else was playing soccer. I was making flower crowns, checks out. Whatever version of yourself, I want you to ask yourself these questions. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when we are little, we are so darn intuitive. Kids are so intuitive. Oh my goodness. We have this natural essence and internal GPS that nobody has touched, tweaked, or cast any type of shame or redirection on us because we are just our most authentic version of self. I really believe that, honestly, most of your spiritual journey is just reconnecting with the most authentic version of yourself, right? So we're going to call forth this most wholesome, sweetest, little angel baby bird self. And... We're going to start drawing parallels from whatever she tells you, okay? So, and I also have something too if you can't remember, so I'll get to that. So don't worry. If you can't remember, you can do this practice a couple times. I loved to sing. I loved to dance. I loved to paint. I loved to draw. I had a little studio where I would make things. I love to read Harry Potter books. I always kept a diary, which is so funny. I loved my diary. I loved just, yeah, I, I don't, which is funny. I went through a phase where I was obsessed with dreams. I was just fascinated by them. I literally am in a dream circle now to this day, which is a group where we discuss dreams. Like the parallels from things that I love to do as a child 
in, in relation to what I'm doing now in my career is crazy. And I know a lot of you guys are going to be like, okay, absolutely nothing that I wanted to be as a child is what I'm doing today in my job. That's not what I'm saying. I want to tune into the essence, right? This is one random example too. And tuning into my essence. When I was little, I loved to do like mini concerts and dance and sing and perform. And I don't know. And I always made up synchronized dance routines. I did all these things. And I don't even think I ever really did dance classes, but I did gymnastics and cheerleading. And as, as I grew up, that was like very sharp and like hit, hit, hit type dance movement. And honestly, my coaches always told me that I was never very good. And then, so I stopped dancing. I love to dance, but I, I don't know. I got embarrassed and then I just stopped and I didn't dance until literally, you guys, I was in quarantine and I started recording TikTok dances like in private. And then I remember I posted one and people were like, wait, you're like so good. Were you on the dance team? And I laughed. Even my, y'all, my own mother was like, I did not know you could dance. I didn't either. I didn't either because somewhere along the way, this baby version of me, she loved to dance. I stopped dancing because someone embarrassed me and I did not dance again until I was 27. And honestly, you guys, some of my TikToks are pretty good. <laughs> I'm like, a couple of my TikToks have gone viral on dancing. And I just stopped dancing and I just, it's dancing has actually been a huge key on healing my relationship too with movement. Dance has become one of my favorite ways to exercise and get me into really great shape and feel really connected and really joyful. But for all these years, I thought I was a bad dancer and I was embarrassed. You see what I mean? I want you to go back to that little sweet baby AG, sweet baby girl, sweet baby boy. And be like, what did you love to do? I love to draw horses. I loved to draw horses. I was an OG horse girl. And it's interesting because today I've always felt really connected to horses and maybe some part of me knew that. I love to ride horses. I think horses are regal creatures. And we can really learn from them because they sense emotion and energy and they lead with their intuition. And I feel like this version of me already knew that. Like our youngest version of self, she really knows everything. And we just need to tune into her and remember that because that is going to be your greatest gift to yourself and moving forward if you're feeling stuck right now. The next example, my sister literally loved to just play with baby dolls. She was obsessed with my mom having another baby because she wanted that baby to be her baby. She wanted a live baby doll. And when my mom gave birth to me, my sister walked into the hospital room and said, give her to me, mama. Give her to me. That's my baby. My sister changed every diaper, fed me every bottle. She truly, truly was, she was obsessed. And the doctor kept telling my mom, oh, she'll grow out of it. She'll get bored. Never got bored. Never got tired. Changed every diaper. Almost to the point where my mom was like, okay, can I hold the baby? <laughs> my sister was like three or four. My sister grew up to be a NICU nurse. She literally takes care of babies and she just had her first child and she is an amazing mother. But there's something there. Like her soul just wanted to nurture and take care of a baby. You know, it just was, it was just imprinted in her at such a young age. And so that's why I always tell people to look back at yourself. And there's so many ways. Like, did you love your easy bake oven? I want you to literally tune into that energy. I love to bake. And it's not silly. It's not trivial. It's not, this isn't a waste of time. This is important because the more you can get back to channeling that unapologetically you energy, the more you're going to channel that and it's going to just ripple out into your whole entire life. 
And I know there's going to be some of you guys that are like, I wanted to be a cowgirl, okay? Or I had a friend that wanted to be an archaeologist. There are some things as a kid that we wanted to do that were very random, but not really. I want you to go deeper. I want you to say, okay, what was the what were some aspects of this version, right? Like maybe a cowgirl, maybe you just wanted to be free and out out on the range. Maybe you could implement some more travel into your life or maybe you could, I don't know, go horseback riding. You can implement some just little aspects of this into your day-to-day life. You don't have to up and quit your job and become a cowgirl. That's not what I'm saying, but it's sometimes we get so shut off and so distant from what our soul originally wanted to do. And our soul revealed that to us at a young age before we had social media or anybody influencing us, telling us, hey, you're good, you're bad or whatever. This is, you shouldn't be wasting your time doing that. Do you know how many people told me I was wasting my time starting a blog? Literally everyone. I actually, literally everyone. (laughs) And I just launched a podcast last week that went, that charted on Apple Podcasts. Like it's times like that where I'm like, no, no, no. My internal GPS was telling me to start a blog and I followed that and now we're here. So if your intuition is telling you something, you do not let anyone else take that away from you. You do not let anyone else. That's not their GPS. That's why I say too, like, I don't like to tell my big dreams and ideas to small-minded people or people who don't get it. I tell them to my friends that hold space for me. If I told them I was going to be the first (laughs) female influencer in outer space, they'd be like, I believe it. Or I was going to tell them I was going to get a pet unicorn. They're like, she'll find a way. Those are the people. (laughs) Those are the people that you need to be surrounding yourself with and telling your dreams to. If it's people that aren't on the same level as you, that's okay. Maybe you keep a little bit to yourself right now. This is for you. And I'm going to go into the next part of, oh, I was going to say the essence too, like people who wanted to be like archaeologists or scientists, or there's still something there. Maybe they like to blend elements together. Maybe they like to do... They liked to hunt for things or search for things or I don't know. I always loved like thrifting and just like looking through things. Like there's still patterns in every single career that you wanted to do even when you were a kid. Now, if you cannot remember, that's the the inner child that you're going to call forth and do the journaling. That is going to be called tuning in to your natural GPS. The next part is that if you can't remember... I did this a lot when I was relearning my eating patterns. After I told you guys going through disordered eating, I went to therapy. I sought professional help. I did all the things. I don't recommend doing everything on your own, but there was still a lot of work that I needed to do by myself. I was a whole ass adult and I didn't even know how to eat normal. So I did my human design, which I cannot sing enough praises to human design. I use the My Human Design app. This is not sponsored. I literally wish it was. It's not. It has some really amazing free features, but also I get the paid one. It's been the best money I've ever spent. Because when you look at your human design chart, there is a section all about how your design is design or how your design is meant to process energy correctly, which goes in the same category as food. There's a whole category on food. And this is, this is not astrology. It's like a scientifically specific to you version of your birth chart, I guess. It's not like a, oh, I'm a cancer. No, no, no. This is like a very intricate, detailed chart. I've been doing readings. I've seen a lot of people. I've done every personality test. I've tried them all. And this one is just absolutely, it never freaking misses. You do need to know your birth time. But there's a whole section that tells you about eating. And so when I was going through being like, I don't even know what my freaking hunger cues are. I'm so far removed from being connected to my body or understanding my intuition right now. I looked at my human design chart and it really guided me back and gave me permission to 
try some new things. Here's the thing. You don't have to blindly go off of a chart, but try some things your chart says. If you're feeling really lost, here's some tools for you to try and implement today. At the time, I was doing like a 16-hour intermittent fasting, which was literally my human design chart said was the worst thing for me because my design as a projector means I'm constantly downloading and receiving information and processing and my brain is more active, whereas others, some other designs, they're more physical physically active. So everyone's energy is very, very, very different. That's why I don't believe one thing works for everyone. We have to try all these, lots of trial and error to figure out what works best for us, bio-individuality. And so my design said that I love to eat in direct light. Totally resonated with that. I Dinner has never been a priority for me. I love to eat. I love to eat outside. I've always craved windows and being in a bright, well-lit kitchen. And that actually is how my digestion prop my digestion works properly in direct light. So I learned that. And then I learned that projectors of my design type, just specifically to me, I'm a profile 1-3, we need to eat frequently and lightly. It's never great to be super full, but basically a constant light grazing. Literally, the projector is like eating like a bird. So like frequently, but light amounts. And projectors are also the most clairvoyant. So you need, you need to keep your channel really clear. So that's where I really resonated with a plant-based diet. In order for me to confirm this information, I called my mom. I was like, mom, let's talk about what I was like as a kid. So if you have the, the, if you have the luxury of connecting with a primary caregiver from childhood, call them a sibling, maybe someone who was around you a lot and be like, do you remember what I like to eat or how I like to eat? And my mom told me I was naturally Never. She said, I never liked meat. She would cut it up for me in little tiny baby bites and I would just spit it out on the plate. I've always been kind of a natural vegetarian. So I honored that. Vegetarian or not eating meat doesn't work for everyone, but my youngest version of self, she just did it. And my mom always said, you know, you always needed a snack. You didn't eat much, but you ate frequently. And that was exactly what my human design chart said. So I was like, okay, I'm going to implement this. And like I said, at the time I was doing freaking 16 hour intermittent fasting, I was falling into the trap of doing what other people said on social media, (laughs) which is just so cringe. I'll be like, I'm going to see how long I can fast. Then I can eat like one huge meal and then feel really full right before I go to bed. Ew. I now I'm just like, that sounds terrible (laughs) because I like feeling energized and I like feeling light and creative and eating huge meals for me makes me feel really bogged down and foggy. So that's just an example of one little aspect of reconnecting with my body and my intuition and how my younger self, she was doing that. I couldn't even remember what it was like to be a natural eater because I'd gotten so far away from that. Oh, I have one other story I want to tell you guys really quickly about intuitive eating. So I'm really, really driven. It's my mission to help women and men who have been personally victimized by the diet culture of the 1990s slash early 2000s and the low-rise genes and all of the terrible fad diet commercials (laughs) to reconnect with their intuition, especially when it comes to food. It's definitely a passion project of mine and definitely courses that will be coming to AG University, which is a sector of my website, andagracenewell.com. Definitely subscribe to my newsletter if you're interested in this work because I have a lot coming. So I do lots of research in this area and figuring out the best way to bring this information to, I want to make it mainstream, just common knowledge. I want people to understand how our bodies really work without relying on you know, a MyFitnessPal or something to track because we're so intuitive. Our bodies were designed to communicate with us and I want to reconnect 
everyone with this inner voice and this inner knowing and how to know when your body is happy or just listening, just learning to listen to your body. So, you know, of course me, I, I journal about it and I've kept notes on my phones for years and I'm writing in my journal and I do readings all the time. I go into the Akashic Records and I ask for feedback and support and I've interviewed people and I'm doing the freaking most, right? And one day, also I tell Austin, I've been trying this new type of movement. I'm really interested in how you can do very specific types of movement in the body and how it can release emotion in the body. And after having disordered eating, you know, there was some trauma there that I was working through releasing and figuring out ways to to combine that trauma release with movement. I believe there are certain types of movements that are connected to certain types of emotions that are stored in the body. If you're interested or this is lighting up for you, there's a book called um, The Body Keeps Score. It goes really in depth in this. but And that's why people say exercise and running is a form of therapy for certain people. It, it's, a, it's a release for them. Anyway, so when it comes to eating, I've been doing practices around digestion, which sounds funny, but I feel like after struggling with disordered eating for so many years, I really, really struggled with digesting food. And I did all the tests, all the food tests, all the things. I cleaned up my diet. I cut out gluten, took probiotics, did all the things, saw all the doctors. I was just still struggling. And I did a reading on myself and understood that there was actually some trauma still there that was disrupting my digestion. So I started really doing like these types of almost like yoga movement, like guiding with my hands, like blessing my stomach, saying like, thank you. I know it sounds kind of weird, but at this point I was open to trying anything. I would like bless my body and bless my stomach for digesting and, you know, literally communicating with my body that it is safe and we're not going to starve you. And I love you and I appreciate. So I started doing these practices and then I started kind of doing like a little jig. And so I started calling it my digestive jig. It was like a gratitude dance every time I ate. And I did this, this information came to me in a reading it was like part of my healing modality. And I don't struggle with the, the absolute debilitating bloated <laughs> that I used to have. I know it's a different um, approach, but it worked for me. And so I, you know, I do all the work. I go to therapy. I do all the things. You guys, one day, Austin and Zane, Zane's Austin's son, he's 11, and I were all leaving Chipotle. And we had just gotten some bowls and, you know, we had some, uh, Zane, I think had like a quesadilla, some chips and cheese. Like we, it was Friday night. We were going to watch a movie and we leave Chipotle and we're walking to the car. We're in the parking lot and Zane goes, AG, I just want to do a dance right now. I just want to bust a move. Sometimes I just feel like dancing. I was like, okay, buddy, bust a move. Let me see it. What you got? And, you know, he's like kicking and shuffling. I'm literally elated. I'm just watching that has never brought me, just made me laugh and brought me joy. And I realized in that moment, he's doing his little digestive jig, right? He's doing this little gratitude dance because it's kind of what our body wants to do to help us digest food. And he just was feeling it and he was in tune. Has, you know, obviously... Zane has not done all of the extensive scientific research and interviews and therapy and all the things that I've done to get to this conclusion that I need to do some movements to help me digest food at the end. No, no, no. He doesn't know anything. He's 11. He hasn't done all that research that I've done. Not that he doesn't know anything. You know what he does know? He knows more than me because he is just in flow state with his intuition. 
He was just letting it flow through his body. He said, I'm going to bust a jig. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have so much to learn from children. They are truly (laughs) our greatest teacher because they don't care. He's going to bust a move in the Chipotle parking lot. He doesn't care if anybody's looking at him. He's like, he's not embarrassed. No shame. I started doing a jig with him. I'm like, I don't care if anybody sees me. But what a gift, you know, that that I have this example of just true intuitive knowingness around me. So anyways, if you guys feel like you're struggling with digestion, I am coming out with a digestive movements courses. So that'll be coming, but that's just a little precursor to how it came about. And then how the universe sent me confirmation through Zane that I was on the right path. And this is what we were meant to be doing. Lastly, I will leave you guys with this. Your homework is going to be finding out more about your truest version of self, whatever age that was, seven, anywhere before 14 is where I would suggest, even maybe before 12. I find that six to 10, 11 range is where we're just like perfectly unapologetically us, but it's a different for everyone. I want you to ask yourself, what did I love to do until someone told me otherwise? What did I love to do until someone told me otherwise? And I really want you to implement one of those hobbies into your life. It could be in a really small form. Instead of scrolling on social media for an hour one day, I want you to channel her, him or her, whatever that is. If it's drawing, if it's singing, if it's playing, putting on a play for someone, whatever it is, I want you to just an hour of doing something that little baby you loved to do. And this is the the last story example. When I was eight or nine, I don't know, I, I say eight a lot, but it was like around that age, nine, maybe 10, eight, nine, 10, all through there, who knows. I loved to sing and I took voice lessons. And I mean, you just couldn't have convinced me that I wasn't an amazing singer. I was like, I'm going to be the next Christina Aguilera. There's absolutely no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm an amazing singer. Here's the thing. Was I an amazing singer? Probably not. Probably not. Did I unapologetically put on a concert for all of my parents, friends, and my parents at any time anybody would watch? Absolutely committed to my voice lessons, would record them on a cassette tape and listen to them back and be like, I'm, I'm amazing. <laughs> Until someone told me that I wasn't good. And then I stopped singing. And for years, I never, ever, ever, ever sang. And here's the thing. Did I grow up to be Christina Aguilera? No, I didn't. Maybe not yet. Who knows, guys? Who knows? But I authentically wanted people to hear my voice. And I already told you guys, this is my little baby self. She said, I'm going to help people. I'm going to be on stage. I have a microphone. I just wanted people to hear what I had to say. I guess there was just some part of me that craved people hearing my voice. Well, like I said, I released this podcast and and it went, it just went crazy. People shared it and it charted. And, and I, as I was writing this, got really emotional and started crying. I'm glad I wrote through it before I got on the mic because I think I probably would have cried on the microphone because I forgot about that little girl that loved to take voice lessons and to sing. And I blocked her off and I buried her and I cut her off because I wasn't a good singer. And I realized that she just wanted to be heard. And I thought, oh my gosh, 
that sweet baby AG who believed, she believed in magic. She believed anything was possible. She believed without a shadow of a doubt that I would be a star. She wanted to have a band called AG and the Knockouts. That's a really embarrassing but funny story my parents like to tell people. She believed, you couldn't even convince her that she wasn't just a rock star, right? And most of my life, I forgot that. And then last week when I had so many people recognizing me for this podcast that I released, I was like, that that little girl, she knew and she is so proud. I made her so proud. And it's never too late to make her proud, right? But when I do these things that connect me to her and that make me remind me of her, it's not silly. It's not trivial, okay? I want everyone to take that out of their mind. I don't care if you freaking post up an easel in the middle of your house and you're now a painter. I want you to paint your little heart out. Because what you're doing is you're setting the intention that I am calling upon my most authentic version of self. I am calling upon this energy that I'm unapologetically me. And the more that I step into that knowing, the more that it is going to literally flow into every single aspect of your life. I'm not saying everybody needs to quit their job or do anything crazy. You're just going to start reconnecting with the purest form of you and this version of you that you, that little girl or boy that you loved unconditionally before anyone told you anything was wrong with you or anyone judged you or bullied you or made fun of you. We're told you that any you were less than worthy because everyone here, we've all learned that people just hurt people, hurt people. They just say whack shit that some reason sticks with us. And we're getting away from that. Okay. I'm just, I'm not tolerating it. And you guys are going to, we're doing this together. Say, I'm not tolerating this. I'm calling forth my youngest version of self. And I don't care if anybody says it's silly because I'm doing this. That's the other little thing I wanted to say too. Whenever I do readings for people, the energy of whoever's highest self I'm connecting with is always like, oh my gosh, she takes everything way too seriously. She's not having fun. She's not enjoying her life. She's not doing what we're trying to encourage her to do. Like we have this mentality that things have to be hard or difficult. And it's not, it's not supposed to be like that. They're always like, life is supposed to be a game. It's supposed to be enjoyed. You're supposed to love everyone. And then somehow along the way, we just all got so damn serious. I, I'm even talking to myself. So anyways, everything that I do, including this podcast going forward is for my eight-year-old self. She was a star and I'm going to, <laughs> she did. She, she wore a denim jumpsuit because JLo did with big hoop earrings. And I was nine. And I'm telling you what, I was about four feet tall, but I thought I was JLo. <laughs> I said, God, I look incredible. And and then I spent half of my life hating myself and my body and thinking I look terrible all the time. You know, I was like, no, I'm talking to myself now. Like how I used to talk to myself then. I'd be like, dad, I'm basically JLo. Let's go. I'm getting in the car. We're going to school. I'm in a denim jumpsuit. <laughs> I'm amazing. It's never too late to make her proud. It is never too late. I'm sorry. I say her a lot, him or her. Kings and Queens are welcome here. Everyone's welcome here. So I would like to leave you guys with the, this is just setting the foundation. I'm giving you guys a little bit more information about me. And basically I want to give you tools and resources to make sure that you don't feel stuck, confused or lost and reconnect you with your essence. And I'm going to start doing interviews soon, but I'm really doing this chronologically. I really encourage everybody to listen to at least episode one before going forward. The menu of interviews are going to be people that I met with and worked with that reconnected me with my path and my journey. And I am not saying that anybody here needs to work with them or pay for any services. This is a free conversation and I am sharing my experience. Okay. So there's zero pressure. You guys can just listen 
take what resonates, leave what doesn't, and just know that every person that I bring on and every word that I speak in this podcast is rooted in love. I always say a little prayer to set the intention and the tone for this podcast before I get on. And so, yeah, that's how there's going to be a little bit of an order and a thread going forth with basically how I went from lost to found and people that helped me along the way and essentially practices and rituals that I implemented into my day-to-day life that brought me peace, joy, relief, clarity, just honestly set me free (laughs) to be me, to be who I am today. So I want to leave you guys with a card. I pulled an affirmation card for you guys, for my podcast listeners. And also I do want to say too, my newsletter, since a lot of you guys were interested in doing readings, I'm going to open up the newsletter only. I'm only doing it my newsletter because some people on Instagram who aren't here to learn and take this seriously and on this self-improvement journey, there seems to be you know, there's just some, there can be negative feedback on Instagram or TikTok. And I want to keep my newsletter more of a sacred group who are really seriously here to uplevel their lives. And I want to open up my newsletter so that you can submit questions and I will answer them on this podcast. I'll literally do like, take your question just like I would for a reading. Every time I do an Akashic Records reading, I allow people to submit questions to me. I do not answer yes or no questions because I do not have that authority to tell you yes or no, but I always tell people to ask like what, how, or why. So what is my purpose? Why is this person in my life? What lesson am I to learn? How can I X, Y, Z? You see what I mean? Versus am I going to marry this person? (laughs) Right? Because every relationship is a lesson. It's not just a simple yes or no. So I'm going to open up my newsletter for you to submit questions and I will take them to the Akashic Records and do a little... Uh, reading. I find most of the information there is always a universal teaching and it's just information from source that is applicable to everyone in their life and in their journey because we're all in this together, right? We're all connected. Okay. So the card that I pulled that I felt you guys needed to hear, this is my unicorn intention card. So they're little unicorn, beautiful cards. They're just like a little affirmation and it's the friendship card. And it says, seek out your soul family, surround yourself with positive people, and spend more time socializing. And I'm going to read the little excerpt. I have a little book that comes with it. Like I said, they're unicorn cards because I often think I'm a unicorn. So it says, this unicorn is calling you to surround yourself with positive people who love you, accept you, and support your desire to grow. As you accelerate on your path, It is important that you are connected with like-hearted souls who share your vision for an abundant, happy life full of magic and possibility. Laughter and fun within these friendships will help you to raise your vibration and attract positive encounters through your uplifted energy. At present, you may feel influenced or held back by friends or family who are stuck in their own judgment and limitations. See any patterns or wounds they are mirroring back to you as a gift. Be willing to do the inner work to overcome those patterns for yourself. Forgiveness will help you move forward faster than resentment. So bless them, forgive them, and then let them go. If you release relationships, it may create a space in your life. And for a time, you may feel as if you were journeying alone whilst your new soul family finds you. Use this period to go within and deepen your love for yourself. Trust and know that you are worthy of a wonderful group of companions who support each other. This card encourages you to follow your guidance to new places or attend events where you are likely to meet people from your soul group. 
Remember, they are looking for you just as you are for them. It will be a beautiful reunion when you recognize each other. Just a little happy note I wanted to leave you guys with. I also, speaking of Soul Fam, really hope that I know at some point AG University will be doing live events. I'm currently manifesting that and collecting all of you guys together. So if you feel so called and you want to share this podcast on your story, tag me. I really try to reply to everyone. If I've ever missed you, I'm so sorry. I'm genuinely the intention is to reply. If you feel called to leave a review, I would love to hear your beautiful thoughts and words. And I love you. This has been a bit of a long one, but I'm sending you on your way out into this world. If you're interested in doing a reading, that also will be the link in my bio to join my newsletter. It's the only place my scheduling link goes out in that newsletter, along with course updates, and now the question submission box for doing a little mini reading for you guys live on this podcast. So really, really excited. And you are dismissed, baby. Love you.